We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to CFB Nation, presented by Twisted Tea. Let's talk conference champions, and this will obviously go a long way to who we have predicted to be our college football playoff teams. Uh, I I selected, you know, who's going to be in the championship game and who the winner is going to be. I was definitely some more confident in some than others, uh, but let's have some fun with this thing. So let's start with the ACC, Brian. Who do you got winning that conference? So I have, I actually have Florida State winning the conference. Okay. I've gone back and forth on this. Okay. And basically here's the reason why, Vince, because I think Clemson is the regular season champions. Okay. Because I think Clemson will beat Florida State in September. Okay. It's a game at Clemson. Gotcha. I look at the rest of their schedule. They play at BC. They play Virginia Tech at home, Syracuse at home, Duke at home at Wake Forest, at Pitt, home against Miami. I don't know that anybody else in the ACC beats them. Okay. I have Clemson being 11-1 and at that time. I have them beating Duke. I think I think Clemson could potentially be 10-2, and but one of their losses to, would be to Notre Dame. In that instance, if they're 10-2, and I think it's they lose to Notre Dame, and then okay. they play at Duke in, the, in conference, home against Florida State, at Syracuse, home against Wake, at Miami, at NC State. I could see one of those two games being a loss. Uh, but if there are other losses to Notre Dame, then and they've beat Florida State, they still win the regular season in the head-to-head. They get Georgia Tech at home and then North Carolina at home, right? And then they're at South Carolina. So Clemson has a really tough schedule. It's going to say that's not schedule. the easiest ACC schedule on not, the planet. Not at all. And yeah. it's overall, their two non-conference games are at South Carolina and home against Notre Dame. Like that's right. a brutal yeah. schedule in my that's opinion. That's true. That's true. And so uh, I've actually gone back and forth. I originally had Clemson as a playoff team before. I'm backing off of that because I just look at that schedule and I'm like, I just don't see how they have less. They got to maybe beat Florida State twice and beat Notre Dame and beat Miami at Miami and beat NC State at NC State and beat South Carolina at South Carolina. 2018 Clemson could do that. I don't think 2023 Clemson can do that. So I think what happens is, is Clemson wins in the regular season at Clemson and then Florida State and Clemson are both one loss teams at the end of the year in conference 
and Florida State wins the rematch. That's how I have it playing okay. out. So I think Clemson is the better team in the ACC, but I just think it's really hard to beat a team that's a close second to you in a rematch. Like when, you know, when we've seen it, right? We've seen it happen before. Utah's done it each of the last two years. They've beaten the teams they've beaten the regular season in the postseason. So it's not impossible, but it, it's just it's harder to do than I than I than than what Utah has made it seem to be. So I actually have uh, Clemson winning the regular season championship, Florida State winning the conference championship. Okay. That's where I'm at. So I agree with you, Clemson winning the regular season. Um, I I actually kind of, I don't know if it's for fun or there's not a whole lot of analysis that went into this, but I just like Duke. And so I've got Duke making it to the championship game. I think they're going to upset some people here and there enough that gets them to the championship game, but I still think Clemson well, beats them in the championship. Here would, here would be their road. They played Clemson at home in the opener. Okay. Then they would play NC State at home, at Florida State, at Louisville, home against Wake, at North Carolina, at Virginia, home against Pitt. So two, two there's a chance. Games, North Carolina. Yeah, there's Florida a chance State. they could get in, Yeah, but – they would have to have Clemson. They would most likely need Clemson to lose twice, and they win the sure. and one of them be to Duke, which isn't. I mean, Ryan predicted that. Ryan actually, I believe, in a show, if I remember correctly, Ryan said in a show we were talking about the ACC. He actually, I think, I believe, predicted Duke to win that game in the open, okay. or at least he okay. said, "Don't be shocked if it's going to happen." I don't want to know if I want to say uh, if it definitely happened, but that's yeah, yeah. I I'm just I I'm not... I just can't. I think Duke's going to be good. But I just don't see them being. That's fair. I just, I I, I don't know why. I just, I can't get on board with Florida State yet. And, and they could very well prove me wrong. And I will be possibly their biggest fan in week one. Uh, But I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, we'll see. I still think Clemson wins overall. Here's where I'm at with Florida State, Vince, is we saw them take a big jump last year. I mean, they were the third best team in the ACC last year, record-wise. I mean, sure. North Carolina was number two at six and two, but they were, you know, Florida State was third, tied for third with Pitt and Duke at five and three. You know, but what what I liked about them last year is they kind of went through a typical Florida State slump, and I mean typical is in like the last five or six years where they just couldn't get out of their own way, lose three in a row to Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. But the way they bounced back, blowing out Georgia Tech, blowing out Miami, blowing out Syracuse, blowing out Louisiana. You know, and then they had to grind out a, a, a. They played like crap against Florida in a lot of ways, but they still grinded out a win over a number four overall draft pick who's going to be starting as a rookie for the Indianapolis Colts and at quarterback. And then they didn't play that well against Oklahoma. When Oklahoma played out of their minds, and, and Florida State still found a way to win. I just, I think they proved to me late last season, much like Notre Dame did when they struggled in the middle. I mean, they were both sitting there at three and three after six games, or actually, Florida State was four and three. And and had some bad losses, you know, because Florida State lost at home to NC State last season in, in, in what was not a good loss, right? Or home to Wake Forest at NC State and then home to Clemson. I just think this year, there's the other part of it too for me this year, Vince, is their schedule sets up well. Like sure. their, their, their road games are at BC and at Clemson and then at Wake at Pitt. Other than Clemson, those other games aren't like brutal road games. Maybe oh, at yeah. Pitt, maybe. But then they get Virginia Tech at home, Syracuse at home, Miami at home. They don't play North Carolina, and they don't play Duke. Actually, they they play Duke, but they play Duke at home, right? Right. And so when I look at when I look at that schedule, I think it sets up well for them, uh, not having to play some of the better teams 
on the schedule. Like they don't have to play North Carolina, right? That helps. I think North Carolina has got a chance to be really good. If, if it's not one of those two teams in the title game, Vince, my pick would be North Carolina. I really like this North Carolina team. It, they've, they've grown on me. I didn't at the beginning, uh, but they've grown on me. And somebody okay. asked if I like the no divisions in the ACC. I hate it. I, I, I like divisions. I, I think it gives you something to play for. Uh, so I don't like that they went away from divisions, but that's that's where I'm at. So right. yeah, I'm going. I'm going Florida State. You got Florida Clemson. State. I've got Clemson. Yeah, that that's basically what it yeah. comes down to. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Next one, let's go SEC. What do you got? I got Alabama and Georgia playing, okay. and I'm going Georgia. Look, you know my stance. There's not a lot of analysis here, Vince. You're the <laughs> champs until somebody beats you. Yeah. And I'm not predicting Georgia not win the SEC until somebody in that conference shows me that they can beat them. Sure. Uh, you know, and and this ain't this Alabama team to me. It's it's more about I'm not necessarily on the Alabama's back thing, or you know I think Alabama has an incredibly talented roster, incredibly talented roster, but I think they have major question marks at quarterback, and they have major question marks at coordinator. Primarily, in, in my opinion, I'm more, I'm talking about the defensive coordinator. 
I am, as you very well know, Vince, I am not a Kevin Steele guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked about that when Miami hired him and, and um, Charlie Strong, we said that's going to be a terrible hire. And look what happened. They imploded last year, especially on defense. And I just, I'm not a big Kevin Steele guy, but I think Nick Saban can step in if he needs to and get that right. But it's more about, I'm just not a believer in LSU yet. That's really what it comes down to. And, and, you know, everybody talks about how good LSU was last year and they went 10 and four and like, man, it only took Brian Kelly one year to lower the bar at LSU where I got to listen to LSU fans talk about how good they were last year. And they lost four freaking games. You just won a title three years ago. And you're trying to tell me you're fired up about a team that lost four games. Well, well, but this, this, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Thank you. Exactly. You proved my point. Brian Kelly got you guys brainwashed in one year. Mm-hmm. At least it took Notre Dame fans a, a, a title game run in three years to be brainwashed by Brian Kelly. He did it to y'all in a season, right? <laughs> they will completely ignore the fact that in the last game of the regular season in November, they got their faces beat in by Texas A and M. And they just like, it's like they just forgot that game. Like, like Brian Kelly has some kind of neuralizer in some tall building in the state of Louisiana that after that game, they just hit that neuralizer button. Remember, like it is in that one, it was like in the Empire State Building or something like that. And they just did that the whole city. Men in black. Right. For Men in Black. Where after that game, he just like neuralized the whole state. And they just completely forgot that in their last game of the regular season, before the SEC title game, they got curb stomped by Texas A&M, bro. They gave up 274 rushing yards to Texas Uh, A&M. Who, let me remind you, Vince, uh, in case you you forgot about Texas A&M last year, they weren't very good. No, they weren't. They averaged 22.8 points a game. They scored 38 again. They only scored 20 a week before against UMass. And they scored 38 on LSU, a team that had lost six straight games before they beat UMass and then a week later beat Texas A&M. This is a team that lost to – like LSU fans like to be like, ha-ha, you lost to Marshall. Well, we lost to Marshall, who beat App State, who beat Texas A&M, who kicked the crap out of LSU. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> say whatever you want to say. I'm just not a believer yet in, in LSU. Uh, I, I They got to show it to me. I don't think they were as good as their fans think they were last year. I don't, and 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 yes, they're a talented team. But I, here's the thing about LSU in all, in all seriousness, right? And I mean, I, what I was saying is serious. But here's another reason why: even if you like LSU, this is a brutal schedule. They play Florida State in Orlando in Week One. Two weeks later, they play at Mississippi State. Then they're home against Arkansas, who I think is going to be a, a tough. I mean, they're not going to have a great record, but that's going to be a tough out with KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders at, at quarterback. And and let's not forget. Arkansas almost beat LSU last year with their third string quarterback. They lost like 13 to 10. Okay. Now you got KJ and Rocket. I think that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough win. They got to play at Ole Miss, at Missouri, home against Auburn, home against Army, bye week, at Bama, home against Florida, home against Georgia State, home against Texas AM. And then you got to maybe play in an SEC title game. So I think their schedule last year was set up pretty nicely for them. Vince, I, I I just do. You know they got they got Mississippi State at home. They lost to Florida State. They got Mississippi State at home. They got Auburn on the road, who stunk. And they only beat them by four. They got curb stomped by Tennessee. They played my they played Florida at home, who stunk. They played Ole Miss at home, who I thought was very overrated last year. They played a, a wounded Alabama team at home, and that was a great game by LSU. I've taken nothing away from them, but that was a wounded Alabama team. That was not a same Alabama team. 
But that doesn't take away from how hard LSU fought, how well they executed. The, I thought that was a, a gritty call that Brian Kelly made at the end of that game to go for the win. I loved it, right? But that was the anomaly to me. That was the anomaly game because they barely beat Arkansas the next week. They beat UAB, got curb stomped by Texas A&M, got their brains beat in by Georgia. So, you know, they played they played four good teams last year. They went one and three in those mm, against those four sounds teams. Sounds about right. And two of them were blowouts. You know, so they got a lot to prove to me, as Notre Dame does, right? But they have a lot to prove to me against a very hard schedule. If LSU's in the SEC title game this year, Vince, Brian Kelly deserves and, – and I should say, if they're in a title game with like an 11-1 and record, Brian Kelly should be in the conversation for coach of the year. I'm dead serious. Because I don't think they have an elite roster, and that is a brutal front-to-back schedule, in my opinion. That'd be that'd be a heck of a coaching job. All seriousness, that'd be a heck of a coaching job if you can get that team to be eleven and one and in the SEC title game. So I don't have them there. I have Bama there. I think Bama's schedule sets up a little bit better in conference, but I I, I don't see any great SEC teams this year outside of Georgia. I see a bunch of good ones that are going to kind of beat each other up. So I think whoever comes out of the West will have two losses, and I see Georgia winning it, winning the SEC. Yeah, so I just I, I I sat here and I listened to you and you convinced me. Uh, no, no, no. Problem. Stick stick with your pick. Well, own your pick. Don't let I, me convince I'll you. I'll own it. To I'm going to say what I had written down. Well, I'm going to say what I had written down. The problem was I wasn't able to do a, a, as much research as I wanted to because today was a bit of a day at work. So <laughs> yes, it was. I kind of went with my gut. Uh, and I, I had, I had Georgia and LSU in the, in the championship game. And then of course, Georgia winning. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Georgia coming out of the sec as the champion, because I think they're going to, they're, they're, they're just so much better. I mean, they just are. Uh, I don't think, I don't think care. I don't care who comes out of the West. Georgia's going to win, but here's what I will also say. As I look at the both, at both Alabama's schedule and LSU schedule, Alabama's schedule does set up better I have some I have some question marks obviously about the quarterback position at Alabama. Right. You know, new offensive coordinator, what's that going to look like? Not 100% sure. So I've got question marks, but I think yeah. their schedule sets up better. Yeah. Cuz so, they get LSU at home, Tennessee at home, right. they get Ole Miss at home, they get Texas right. at home. They don't play a single the only ranked team, only team they play in the regular season that's ranked in the preseason top 25 is Texas A&M on the road. That's it. And that sorry, that and doesn't That team should not be ranked sorry. in the top 25. Yeah. They shouldn't. I, no. And they won't uh, be for very long, but that's I don't think so point. either. And so, they play at Kentucky, at Auburn. Like I, I yeah. actually, I have a feeling that this is going to look a little bit more like a vintage Alabama team as opposed to one of the recent ones. Want to say like a grinded out? I should say old school Alabama team. Like I don't grinded know out, good defense. Yeah, you know, run the football yeah. a lot, play action pass, take your shots and, down and, the field, and you can get away with that against yeah. this schedule the yeah. way it sets up. And, so and, and don't get us twisted we're not saying alabama has a soft schedule they don't they play a lot of good football teams this year at least i'm not saying that vince i'm not saying they have a soft schedule what i'm saying is much like notre dame the tough teams they play are at home like i said texas at home Ole miss at home tennessee at home by week lsu at home like so that's really what it comes down to and i still think alabama is a tough place to play I yeah. still think there's a shot for them to have one to two losses at that point in time, but right now I have them, you know, probably going like eleven and one, ten or two. But what one, if they have a second loss, it's to Texas at home, which again I don't know if that's going to happen. 
but I think Georgia beats them in the SEC title game because that's when yeah. it comes down to to coaching, coordinator versus coordinator, head coach, and Georgia just right now has the better team. Yep. Top There's no that. doubt about that. So, so, and we both have Georgia coming out, not surprisingly. So awesome. All right, we kind of so the Big Ten I had I had written down next. You and I did a Big Ten breakdown yeah. uh, the other day. So, I mean, yours, yours hasn't changed at all, right, Vince? No, we did I, didn't, I did not okay. change we can, mine at We all. can quickly work through this one. Just talk about who yep. you have. So, so I have Ohio State versus Iowa. Uh, I think Iowa is an up-and-coming team, obviously, on the, that side of the bracket. I think they'll they'll squeak out and they'll get out. Uh, against Ohio State, not going to be a great game. Ohio State, I think, wins that one going away. So I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten. Okay, same here. I, I think Ohio State – is going to – this Ohio State team is going to re- be somewhat similar to their 2014 title team, Vince, in that they're not going to look great in September. They're going to be breaking in a new quarterback. They're going to be fi- trying to figure out their offensive line, trying to get that rolling. And, yeah, they're going to have great skill players, but they're going to have a lot to prove. But once the light goes on – they're going to be good. And part of my reason for having Ohio State where I have them, if I'm being honest with you, Vince, or being open, is because of what I have them predicted to do against Notre Dame. I, I really felt like a big problem that Ohio State had last year is Ohio State is a team that is an overconfident football program. They have a higher opinion of themselves than they should. Not that they shouldn't believe that they're great, but what I mean by that is they think they can just roll the ball out and teams are going to lay over and die. Because that was kind of what happened in the Big Ten for a couple of years, especially when Michigan was down. But now teams aren't as afraid of you anymore. You know, Iowa did what they did to you in 17. Purdue did what they did to you in 2018. And now Michigan's done what they've done to you the last two years. Teams just aren't as afraid of Ohio State. And I think the league is getting better. I think what happened last year, Vince, is they didn't have that punch in the face moment that forced them to get out of there where bet we our stuff don't stink. Yeah. Right. And they had some they had sloppy win over Penn State, sloppy win over Maryland. They just kind of slept walk and they thought they could just turn it on against Ohio, Michigan, and, and it didn't work. Losing to Notre Dame in game four for them, to me, is going to be the Light a little the, fire. The, yes. Yeah. And I think the, the, the loss to Michigan did that for them in the playoff. Sure. Like they knew they got lucky to be in and they knew they were better than what they showed against Ohio State. And I think they played a little pissed off against Georgia. And you'll have a lot of Ohio State fans will say, well, if Marvin Harrison doesn't go down, they win that game. And honestly, Vince, I don't have a good argument against that. Yeah. Because they were the better team that day when Marvin Harrison was playing. They just were. And you and I have talked about this. It's a lot harder to get your off to replace an injured player in game. Oh, and we 100%. saw that happen in Alabama a couple of years ago when when um, uh, Jamison Williams got hurt against Georgia. Their offense never recovered from that. Yep. It's different when you've got a month to prepare and we saw that with a little bit of Notre Dame last year when Jackson Smith and Jigba went down earlier. Well, they sure. built a lot of their game plan around Jackson Smith and Jigba being a big part of that. And then he goes down, and it's like, okay, we got we to gotta change what we're doing a little bit. So uh, I think there's validity to that. But that was the first time we saw Ohio State play pissed off since the second half against Notre Dame. And, and to me, the Notre Dame game is going to be the thing that says to Ryan Day, we got to get back to playing a little bit of smash mouth, smash mouth football. Mm-hmm. Our team's going to be a little pissed off. They're either going to quit or they're going to be pissed off. And I think they're going to be pissed off, especially since they have a bye week after that. So they're going to have to listen for two whole weeks. Everybody in Columbus say everyone should be fired. Oh, Everyone's yeah. scholarship should be taken away. They all suck. Ryan, they should be fired. And that's going to be a pissed off football team, in my opinion. And Ohio State getting that wake-up call against Notre Dame, to me, is going to be the thing that sends them into uh, a, 
a, a role. Now, if they don't, they're going to lose more games. If that if they lose to Notre Dame and it's not a wake up call, they will lose at least two more games because they got to play Penn State at home on October twenty first. And this is the best Penn State team I think James Franklin's ever had, just talent wise, top to bottom. I, I think it's that loaded. Will he be able to get the most out of it? We'll find out. Yeah. And then the next week, Vince, they got to go to Wisconsin, and then a month later, they got to go to Michigan. So if they don't wake up after Notre Dame, they don't have C.J. Stroud to bail them out this year. And so they could be in trouble, but I think it's going to serve as a wake-up call, and I think Ohio State is going to be really good down the stretch. Can I make another prediction? If Ohio State doesn't win the Big Ten, it'll be Penn State, Ooh. not Michigan. Okay. That's my other. That's that's one of my bold predictions. Okay. So, I like that. Yep. Yep. All right. So we, uh, But you had Ohio State winning it. So do I. Okay, here we go. This is the one I'm least confident in. I'll be real honest with you. The Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big 12 is a bit of a crapshoot for me. I, yeah. I know uh, Texas is ranked. You know, I know I, there, there's what, two or three, I think, Big 12 teams that are ranked going into the season. This just has all the makings of they're beating four, each other up, actually, which is kind of nuts. Like they have okay. Oklahoma in the top twenty-five. Oh, right. I know that's, you're not thinking about that. No, but they have because they shouldn't. Yeah. Be. And actually, I think one of the actually events. I think one of the polls had Texas Tech in the top twenty. Yes, the eight the coaches poll had Texas Tech also in the top twenty-five. Wow. Okay. So you had you had Texas, you had Oklahoma, you had Texas, TCU, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. Now I actually think Texas Tech's a good football team that I can understand being the top twenty-five, but they have one of the toughest schedules in college football, in my opinion, this year. So anyway, but go ahead to your point. Sorry. No, that so to my point, I feel like this is almost a I'm going to throw a dart at the wall and see what sticks yeah. kind of a situation. That's for me. I have not done enough research on the Big Twelve to really confidently pick the top two teams. Stop telling everyone that you didn't prepare for this. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it's every team in the Power Five, man. Like, <laughs> it's a lot going on there. Um, I. So here's what I ended up doing. So I ended up going, I, I, I kind of went out on a limb. I have, t- I have Kansas State and Texas in the Big 12 championship. Even though I'm not all that high on Texas, I do think they're headed in the right direction. And... I got the Wildcats winning the Big 12, Kansas State. Okay. Now, that would be a thing, Vince, that could fall into what I talked about earlier with Florida State and Clemson because I have Texas beating Kansas State at Texas in the regular season. But then if Kansas State is is pretty good this year, which they have a shot to be, I could see Kansas State then winning a rematch. Gotcha. Here's where I'm at on this one, Vince. Here's why I'm going with Texas uh, to, to, to win it. Just because I think I think Kansas State's schedule's too tough. That that's really my problem. I think you could make a case that they're the most complete team in the Big Twelve when you include okay. coaching and all that. Talking about K State, but they've got to play at Missouri early, uh, which isn't a conference game. They got to play UCF. Then they're at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, home against TCU, home against Houston, at Texas, home against Baylor, at Kansas, which is not a gimme anymore, and then home against Ohio State. So then if you're able to to kind of be in the conference title game, then you've got to win a rematch against Texas. Now, if you won the first one, then it might set you up because that's what they did last year. They had they had a brutal schedule, lost to Tulane in the regular season, but they got to the conference championship game and then won a rematch against TCU who beat them earlier in the year, right? And so I could see something like that happening again. 
I, I really could. I, I, you know, to me, Vince, I have Texas winning the Big 12 partly because I, I think they're the most talented team. Okay. I do not have, I, but I have them losing with a couple losses. I think they're going to lose to Alabama, and I think they're going to lose at least one regular season game. But here's, you know, they play at Baylor early. They get Kansas at home, Oklahoma in a neutral field. Then they have a bye. Then they're at Houston. They get BYU at home. They get Kansas State at home. They get Texas Tech at home. And then they have a, a in November, they play at TCU. And I don't know what TCU is going to be this year. So they're right. going to lose to me two games, at, you know, this year. I, I, I see the Big 12 champ having multiple losses. I think we're going to see that this year. I don't think the Big 12 team is going to be – I don't think Oklahoma is going to be back this year. Right, agreed. I think Texas is going to be – Texas is going to take a big jump this year, but not the jump that – see, Texas should be ranked in like the low teens. If 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 people were being honest about who Texas was and who they need to be, they'd be behind Notre Dame. They'd be looking at Texas with the same skepticism they have for Notre Dame. And as we talked about, I don't have a problem with people having some skepticism about Notre Dame and having them 12, 13. Sure. You know, 13's kind of the floor, but I'm not even going to push back too hard against 15. Like, I, I get it. They lost to Stanford Marshall. They got a lot to prove. You know, Texas to me has even more to prove, in my opinion, because they went eight and five. At least Notre Dame can say, hey, yeah, we went eight, nine and four last year. But the year before, we were 11 and two, playing the Fiesta Bowl. The year before that, we were uh, 10 and two and playing the playoff. The year before that, we were 11 and two. And the year and blew out a Big Twelve team in the in the, in the uh, bowl game, and then the year before that we were in the playoff. Like Notre Dame can say, "Hey, yeah, we had a down year, but we're back." You know, where Texas is like, "What have they done to prove they're a top ten team?" So I I actually like that they weren't top ten in the polls. Uh, they were eleventh and twelfth, eleventh in the AP and twelfth and in, in there. So there's still something to prove. But I just think Texas is gonna is gonna lose a couple games this season. I don't, but I think if their ranking was appropriate and down more in the 18 to 20 range than a 10 and two season with a big 12 title win. It's a heck of a jump. Oh, it's huge. But for some people are going to look at as not good enough. Right. Because of some of the preseason hype about Texas. Now I think the polls have Texas. Okay. You know, 11 and 11 and 12 is a 10 and two team. I mean, that's fair. That's all for sure. How they're going to be. So I have them actually winning the big 12, but I have them, not being as maybe quite as good as people think two losses, maybe even three because I have them losing Alabama. I don't think they can go on the road. They got to, it's like, it's like this with Notre Dame and Ohio state, right? Like they got to prove that they can win that kind of game right now. They got to go prove they can go on the road. At least Notre Dame gets a game at home against them. Uh, But that's where I'm at with, uh, with the old Longhorns Vince. I do have them winning the conference, but I'll tell you what, man, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it at all. Cause I, I think that to your point, the big 12 is a very deep conference. Now, not deep in title contenders, but deep in honestly, Vince. If the worst team in your, in your league is Iowa State, it's a pretty good league. Yeah, of course, Ohio State could end up being a, a major problem this year because, uh, you know, with all the have you heard some of the stuff that's going on? And I would say with all the gambling stuff, like yeah. somebody uh, said that was Iowa. Like I don't think so. Well, yeah. uh, there was a couple Iowa players too, but it was more so Iowa State. Like they're starting quarterback. Gotcha. One of these guys. It's like. Oh boy. Oh right, boy. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I um yeah, we're gonna see how uh yeah. By the way, uh I don't I don't believe a true freshman has ever won the Heisman, correct? He hasn't. Yeah, Jameis Winston, uh Tim yeah, Jameis Winston was a salt redshirt freshman, Johnny yep. Manziel was a redshirt, was a redshirt freshman. freshman. And Deion Sun is not even a redshirt freshman. He played all last year at Jackson State. Yeah. So yeah. he's not even a redshirt freshman. So yeah, I, I, whatever. hold on a second. What, what year was he? 
He was a 2021 kid, so he's a junior. He's a third-year player. Yeah. So yeah, he's not even a he's not even a redshirt freshman. He's a junior. Right. So anyway, right. Uh, yeah. so Texas, Kansas State, neither of us has that have them in the playoff, right? No, no, I don't think the Big Twelve is going to have a playoff representative. Agreed. This isn't next year. Like Agreed. next year, they will be forced to. Uh, Maybe this year. Not. Well, that's yeah, a good point. The 12, they could the twelve team playoff. Correct. Yeah, correct. The twelve. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Not you. this year. Not this year. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Let's go to the Pac-12, our final uh, conference to talk about. Somebody in the chat says the Pac-12 is awful. They're wrong, uh, but that's oh, yes. okay. Everybody's entitled to if their opinion. That's next fine. Next year, maybe. Next year, I they want to have a conference, but this can year. I, can I say something, Vince? Yeah. The whole conference realignment thing, the most disappointing thing is it has taken completely taken the attention away from what I think is going to be a great year on the on the field for this league. Yes, absolutely. I love the Pac-12 going into the season. This is as high as I have thought about the Pac-12 in a long yes. time, top to bottom. It, you'd have to go back to the early 2010s when Stanford and Oregon were both top five teams. The right. last time I felt this good about the Pac-12. You are 100% correct on that, Vince. Right. 100% yeah. correct. And, and it's it's a shame that this is the swan song for the Pac-12 yes. because of that. Like this it, is going to be their best year in a that, decade like, for this league. Yes. Yeah. It's no sad. doubt about that. No doubt about that. So that's it's disappointing, but let's enjoy it while we've got it because some Pac-12 after dark. If you're going to go gonna out, good. Vince, this is going to be yeah. the way to go out, right? Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a fun year in the Pac-12. Yep. Yeah, uh, Roy, I'm sorry, you're wrong. The Pac-12 is not the same as the AAC. <laughs> let's Dude. just ignore. No, no responding to troll comments. Sorry, Vince. Can't no, help it. Gonna... It's like it's just it's hard for me when somebody's just so wrong. <laughs> I, just, it's, I get it. It's okay. I get it. Let's. Uh, it, it just is we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, okay. Time That's fair. Our need. That's oh fair. shoot! I I just put JHT nineteen eighty eight in a timeout, buddy. You are not. <laughs> somebody made a comment and it bumped his comment up. I did not mean to put you in timeout, so you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I'm trying to put Roy Munson in that timeout. So I apologize, <laughs> JHT. Sorry, dude. My bad. Oops. All right. So let's. Uh, anyway, let's, let's go to the. Is that not the most Pac-12 thing ever? <laughs> <laughs> so fitting for the Pac-12 conversation. Oh my gosh. Uh, so anyway, go. uh, so Pac-12. You could go a lot of different ways with this one, Brian. To be honest with you, because I think this is going to be they're going to kind of feast on each other a little bit in the Pac-12 uh, when it's all said and done. I've got Washington versus Utah in the championship because I just can never count out Utah. Like that's where I'm at with Utah. You can never count out Utah, but I've got Washington winning it. Interesting. 
Utah is the interesting one, Vince. I think okay. Utah. Look, this is this is this is. I mean, you know my respect for Utah. You, you do. I I, oh, yeah. I think the world of Kyle Whittingham for sure. I just feel like this is sort of their come back down to earth season a little bit. That's fair. I just I, I look and and again we talk about schedule. Their their early season schedule is brutal, and and I always get weary of teams that have really hard starts to the season because I think it can wear you down pretty early. And when I look at this football team and I see. Uh, when, and I see this team, Florida in the opener, they should win. But then at Baylor, and then two weeks later, they got to play UCLA. Then they got to go to Oregon State. Then they get a bye week. They got Cal at home. Then they got to play at USC, home against Oregon, home against Arizona State, at Washington. And here's a sleeper tough game at Arizona. So I just think with Cameron Rising's injury potentially lingering into the season, a really tough schedule where you're going to be pretty worn out by the end of September, most likely. Uh, you know, I, I just, I think they're going to have a tough time in my opinion, getting to that point. Fair enough. I, I really do. But at the same time, I would have said the same thing last year before the season. I would have, I would have said to you, Vince, I just, you know, Utah, man, I just, I don't know, man. They, I don't know if they look, they got to beat USC you know, they got Florida in the opener. They got to play San Diego State, who's coming off 11 wins. They got to play at Arizona State, at USC or UCLA. They got to play at Oregon. They got to play at Washington State. They get USC at home, Oregon State at home. Man, I don't know if they can do it, man. I really don't know if they can do it. And guess what? They won the Big 12 or what the Pac 12 again, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I, 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 I just, I don't. 2021 with Cameron rising, not even starting. They had to play at BYU at San Diego state and they lost both games, by the way, they got to play at USC at Oregon state at Stanford at Arizona. You got a Oregon at home, usually at home, Arizona state at home. And Utah ain't winning the pack to the pack 12. And guess what, Vince, they won the pack 12. And in both years, they had to beat a team twice and did yeah. it. They yeah. beat Oregon twice, two years ago and beat USC, and beat twice, USC last twice last year. Yeah. Right. So and nobody just, gave Utah yeah. a chance in that championship game last year. Remember that? Man, they've just lost a lot of talent the last two years. And I just think the cumulative of that plus the schedule is going to catch up to them a little bit this year. I just think this is going to be a step back year for Utah before they head in the Big 12 and get back on track, right? Because they're going to re- regain it when they get back to the Big 12. So I don't have Utah even playing in the conference championship game, Vince. I do, however, uh, agree with you on Washington playing in the conference championship. I do. Where I've had a tougher time for me is determining who they're going to play in the conference championship. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be the interesting thing. And it's going to really, it could really come down to this, the last month of the season. I think that's what's going to happen. I think, I think going into the last month of the season, I think you're going to have, Uh, I have Washington undefeated going into the last month of the season. I have USC undefeated in the conference going into the last month of the season because I have USC USC beating Utah and beating Cal. There's a November 4th game between Washington and USC at USC. That week plus the next week when USC then has to go to Oregon and then Washington has to go to or host Utah and, and then plays at Oregon State. Those next two weeks for those football teams, to me, is going to be very telling about who plays in the Pac-12 title game, in my opinion. So I, I, I'm just going Vince, and and to me, I'm going USC and Washington 
playing each other in a rematch in the Big 12 title game. And I have USC winning the game in the regular season and being 11-1. and one, And I have Washington winning the rematch. That's how I – because, like, look, I think USC's defense is going to be a little bit – is going to be better this year. Not a ton better, but better. You don't stop that offense twice. You're not stopping that Washington right. offense twice. Right. You're going to lose to one of them. So if you're a USC fan and, and, and I'm right, then you're actually going to want them to lose the regular season game and then win the rematch in the Big 12 in the Pac-12 title game. That's just the real because I think the winner of that's going to have the best shot to to play for the championship. And if you're a Pac-12 fan, you're probably wanting Washington to win that because they have the best shot of only having a loss. But um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, Vince. So I actually have I have Washington beating USC in the Pac-12 title game. Okay, so that's we both have Washington at. winning though. So it's funny we how do. we kind of have different matchups and some things, yeah. but. Overall, we're pretty similar as far as who's actually going to win it, except for the yeah. Big Twelve in the ACC and, and the ACC. Yep, you're right. Yeah, uh, and there's a reason I went my way with the ACC, which we'll get into here in a second. Well, but the Big Twelve, we, neither one of us have them getting into the college football playoff either. So there yeah. is that. The ACC thing, thing to me, Vince, is is I kind of went against my normal opinion of you're the champs until somebody beats you, you know, you, Florida state's got to prove they can beat Clemson. Sure. And I, I just, the whole thing, the only thing for me is I just, the, the concern I have is that, that Clemson's got a Florida state's got Clemson's got to beat Florida state twice. Right. And that's going to be the challenge for me. That's going to be the tough part for me. So Vince, are you ready to make your college football playoff predictions? hundred percent. hundred percent. Give me your four. All right. So, uh, and I'll, I'll give you the rank number one and undefeated and conference champion, Georgia. Number two, potentially undefeated conference champion Clemson. Number three, Notre Dame. Number four, conference champion, but a loss to Notre Dame, Ohio State. Those are my four. So you've got a Georgia versus Ohio State. You've got a Clemson versus Notre Dame in the final four matchup. Yep. So you have... Who and who did you say you have in the? Did you say you had in the title game? Did you say so you have one in? I did not have that yet, okay. so I just gave you my final four. Okay. So uh, the you, matchup you, of go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, you're okay. good, man. I the, asked a question. You're good. No, I thought you were starting to say something. Uh, the matchup of Georgia Ohio State. I've got Georgia winning that game. The matchup of Clemson and Notre Dame. This is where Notre Dame gets their revenge on Clemson. I had to do it. So Notre Dame. Okay, beats I see what Clemson. you're doing. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So Notre Dame beats Clemson, so they're in the national championship game against Georgia. But I've got Georgia winning it all. The interesting thing, Vince, is you you the way you have the playoff being set up is you have two teams that Notre Dame will have played in the college football playoff, and so you have obviously Notre Dame was going to get a rematch against somebody, right? If it's going to play out that way, I hope it plays out the way that you have it because I would much rather play the team that you that beat you Correct. in the semifinal. Yes, and I kind of, yeah. I don't I don't want to say I Jerry rigged it because it kind of just ended up that way. Well, it it way. would kind of, it would be that way because right. Notre Dame would be should be ranked higher than in Ohio State because they would have won they the head Clemson and, and whether you have Notre Dame two and Clemson three, it doesn't really matter, right? You know, but you have Clemson going what twelve and one, yeah, or thirteen and zero. Oh, either way, even, yeah, right. You know, and, but they beat Notre so, Dame, so I think they should be ahead two, of Notre Dame. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm with that. I understand that. 
I have it a little bit different, Vince. All right, what do you got? I have Georgia number one. Okay. Because, again, I got to see somebody beat them, and their schedule is pretty soft. Yeah. yeah. I have – because, again, I have Notre Dame 12-0, and 0, but, uh, you know, I still think 11-1 is where it's going to be. I just don't know who that loss is going to be to. Did, did that make sure. sense what I explained earlier? Oh, like, absolutely. I'm going to predict them to win every game if we have to do it game by game. But then if you were to say, hey, Brian, what's their record this year? I'd say best-case scenario, 11-1. and one. I just – 12 and 0 against the schedule is really hard, but I just can't individually pick which game that's going to be. So right. I cheated a little bit. So I'm going Georgia number one, Notre Dame number two, Washington number three. Okay. And Ohio State number four. And I think that they are going to kind of manipulate the rankings a little bit to avoid a, a rematch of Notre Dame Ohio State because they can say all they want that they don't they're not afraid of rematches but they don't want to rematch in the semifinal. Right. I don't think that they do. Right. But uh that's kind of how I have those uh those games and so okay. then I have Notre Dame in Washington in the semifinal and then I have you're going to laugh at this Vince. I'm not picking a national championship right now but here's the title game. The title game will be a rematch. The title game will be Notre Dame and Ohio State. If Ohio really? State Here's the thing. Here's why I say that. Number one, I don't think this Georgia team is going to be tremendous. They're going to be really good, but it's more so about beating up on a weak East, in my opinion, a weak non-conference, and then a you know the West will beat themselves up. Sure, because it's really deep. You know, no great teams, a lot of really good teams in the West. And I think Ohio State. If Ohio State is in the playoff, it's because they are who I think they are. And I think that team can beat Georgia because they'll run the football, they'll be really good on defense, and they'll make big plays in the pass game. And But if I'm wrong, then Ohio State won't even be in the playoff anyway. So it won't matter. So like if, if they're not the team that I think they're going to be, they're right. going to lose to Michigan or Penn State or Wisconsin, as well as Notre Dame, and they won't be in it. Fair enough. If they are in it, they're going to be good enough to beat Georgia. Because I think Ohio State's going to be a – If You're saying uh, Ohio State's going to be a better team than Georgia come the come final the four playoff time. Game. Because yes. they'll be more battle tested. Because my well, my whole premise too is <laughs> Ohio State's going to be a much better team in the end of the season than they are in September. Yeah. Because this Ohio State team uh, reminds me so much of the fourteen Ohio State team. Ohio State barely beat Navy in the opener in twenty fourteen. Then they get their butts kicked at home by Virginia Tech. They weren't that much better out of it the next couple games, Vince. But just by by November, October, really. By the time we got to October. Ohio State had just found something. Their offensive line finally started clicking. Uh, you know, their run game started clicking. They just became a much better football team, in my opinion. They were running the ball more effectively, or at least, at least I should say more consistently effectively. I mean, they ran for 194 against Navy, but it didn't look great. They ran for 108 against Virginia Tech. That's it. Like, they put up big yards against, against Kent State since then, but they weren't necessarily, like, really impressing me. They really kind of like here. They were four, four nine a carry, two seven, five four, five nine against a Cincinnati team that wasn't that good. Um, and then you had five one against Maryland. Then they kind of the, the three eight against Penn State. But like the light went a little bit on against Illinois. They blew Illinois out for six point seven. Then six five at Michigan State, seven six at Minnesota. You know, six zero against Michigan, seven nine against Wisconsin, six seven against Alabama. Like, just the light went on, and Ohio State was just a better football team. That's how I see it this year, right? If I'm wrong, and Ohio State's O line issues and quarterback issues, and 
you know, some of their attitude issues are still there, then they're going to lose it. They're either going to be a playoff team that has a chance to win it all or a three loss team. Does that make sense? That's where I'm at. So that's kind of how I feel about Ohio state. So if yeah. they're in it, they're going to be a, playing the championship game. If they're not in the championship game, it's because they're, they're not in it. Period. They're going to lose a bunch of games. That right? Correct. Uh, well, a bunch for Ohio. For them, you, you know yeah, what I mean. For yeah. them, nine yeah. and three is like almost like you're going to have to put nine Ohio State three. fans on like Ryan Day's on the super watch. hot seat. You oh, know gosh, what I mean? Yes. I mean oh just, yeah, because oh, that means yeah. they lost to Michigan again, most likely. And I mean, you, you know you what I mean? Maybe say they lose to Penn State and Wisconsin, maybe, but you lose to Luke uh, an alum. Yeah. Like that actually might even be worse than losing to Michigan. Yeah. Losing at Wisconsin to Luke Fickle. You know what I mean? Like yeah, ooh, that boy. means they would have lost, by the way, to two alums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's a good point. Marcus Freeman. That's a great point, Vince. <laughs> oh, I like where your head's at right now. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, we'll uh we'll see kind of how that goes, man. But yeah. that's where I'm at. And I could see Penn State being in it. I had a really tough time for the for the third and fourth playoff teams. I really did. I really did because I, I think Ohio State's going to be really good, but I could also see them kind of imploding a little bit. Yeah, you know the Notre Dame game is like yeah. I do because if if losing to Notre Dame doesn't light a fire under them, then they're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, and line, and, right? and beating Notre Dame could cause them to sleepwalk enough to where Penn That's State true. and Wisconsin and Michigan, a couple of those teams, sneak yeah. up on them. Right, you know what I mean, and and. You know, because this is going to be a talented Penn State team, and then maybe they what overlook Wisconsin a week later. And 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 you sleepwalk through that game like you've others. You you could lose that football game, and then sure. they'll lose to Michigan if they haven't woken up by then. So, and I could also be overestimating their talent level because I I I am really worried about their their offensive line. I'm actually not worried about their quarterback. I, I like their quarterbacks, especially Kamu. I like Kamu Court as a game manager. He's going to have really good talent. Their offensive line will be what makes or breaks that football team, in yeah. my opinion. That's going to. But I I like Justin Fry. I think he's a good football coach. I think he'll get that offensive line playing. Well enough to where if the scheme fits, because they're loaded at running back, dude. But if if their offensive line doesn't figure it out by the time we get to November, late mid October, November, then they're going to be in trouble. Sure. But I just think they will. I, again, I just I keep having 20, 2014 visions in my head of this Ohio State team. I just I just do not great in September, but man, when the light goes on, right. really good. Yeah. But this also assumes that Ryan Day figures out how to make them a tougher football team. That's been the biggest problem of Which Ryan remains Day. to be seen. They're not a physical or mentally tough football That's team. That's why they've lost to Michigan two years yeah. in a row. It's why, yep, absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. So that's kind of where I'm at, Vince. That's where I'm at. Cool. So we're actually gonna we're actually gonna hold off, I think, on our bold predictions, maybe oh. Vince, and you and I can do a show this weekend because uh because of all the issues that we had with the show, it's gone a little bit long. Right. So uh we're we're and then we already did the super chats earlier. So that's going to be uh, going to be because I know you got an early day at school tomorrow, man. Always, man. But uh, maybe we can uh, figure something out. Maybe do a special weekend show. Might have to make it happen. Our, we do our bold predictions on a weekend show. So we will get to cool. those. But um, cool. You know, look, we're having some fun here, right? The season predictions. Like, 100%. Uh, I, I, if I were you, I would not take my next mortgage payment and go and bet on the games or bet on our predictions. Well, Drew School said we're having some fun here. And you guys know me. I've right. said this before. Uh, I'm just that kind of guy where I can I can tell you one thing, but like when I break down the matchups, I'm always I look at it as a, from a coaching standpoint. Like this is what we're going to do to win this football game, right? Right. That's how I look at it. So you know we're having some fun, we're being optimistic, but I really do genuinely believe this Notre Dame team has a chance to be special. Yes. You know, and I go through and make them twelve and zero. It's just because I don't know who they're going to lose to. You know, I, I you know ten and two, eleven and one could be a big step. 
but I just I, I think this team has a chance to be really, really good. And that's what this time of the year is for, Vince. It's the Absolutely. it's the optimist part, right? If we were going now into the season thinking, man, I don't know, I don't see them winning five or six games. It's like that's not very that, that's not a fun season to go through. That's not a fun season yeah. to look forward to. And that's obviously not something that Notre Dame fans should ever want to have to look forward to, right? And so I agree with you. I think this season could be very special. Now, what's the definition of special? We're gonna find out. And we've got right. 10 days to start to get at a glimpse of what this, you know, 2023 right. team is going to look like. And I just think a lot of people are going to be very excited about it. Yeah. Yep. He will. We will. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that's going to, that's going to kind of do it Vince for this show. Why don't you go ahead and take cool. us out of here? Uh, sorry. We're not getting to a mailbag tonight, folks, because it just, it, with all the stuff that happened and the intermission in between, it just kind of, uh, threw our night off a little bit, but uh, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it was worth it to you. Yeah, and a lot uh, of unfortunately we didn't have as many people come back for the second part of the show. But I thought it was a fun show. Yeah, uh, I would. I'm, I'm going to put this on the message board. We're going to kind of ha- continue this you know, sort of conference predictions, playoff conversation on the message board. To so sign up there at boards.ourspreakdown.com, uh, and I'll be putting up different things during the week. You know, what's your predictions for this and that, and statistically. So we're going to have some fun talking about this on the message board, but. This is our prediction show, right? And so we had some fun yep. with it. And, uh, you know, we've uh, – I just I just think this is going to be a fun year for Notre Dame Vince. I do too. I am, I, I'm, look, I will be the first one to admit I'm an offensive guy. I, I love offensive strategy and scheme and points and all of those things. And I think we're going to see it in abundance this year. I really do. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for 10 days to, to tick by and – to see what else we're going to see with this team. And I'm hoping that everything we said is, is right. But yeah, uh, again, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not know, making the mortgage payment on it Some either. of y'all, some of y'all think I'm nuts <laughs> and all that. And we're having some fun here, but I, I, I will say one thing. Everybody hopes I'm right. I know yes. that. Every, oh my gosh. And if yes. you're, if you're in the chat and you don't believe that it's because you're not in like my man, Roger Dodger does not hope I'm right. Cause he's a USC <laughs> fan. Right. And that's and, fine. And we and Archer, him and we'll, Archer hopes we're not right. The Notre Dame fans. Better yes. hope I'm right, or you're not really Notre Dame fans. We have now revealed your trolldom because you're not <laughs> wanting us to be right. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> Brian, it was a good time. I appreciate yeah. you uh, reworking some things so I could be on the show with you because I love doing the season prediction show, and uh, so I really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us and coming over to show two. That was great, too. Make sure you get on the message boards, folks. There's all kinds of there, – there's a great practice report that I need to go in and read, by the way. Uh, you listen to some right, of it. I know that's true. <laughs> I, it dropped right when the show started, so make sure you get over there and check it out, boards.irishbreakdown.com. If you're not a member of the board, get over there, guys. You don't know what you're missing, and it's only going to get better as the season goes on. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, share with your family and friends, give us a five-star review. Really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And we will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.